is October 12th, 2021. This is the Daily Rob with Rob Smith, the man, the myth, the legend, the child of prophecy, the sultan of swag, Rob Smith. You got that right, Stu. You see this jacket? Yeah, I see it. It's called swag, my man. Okay. You know how much I paid for this? I think it was given to you by some foreign dignitary, probably. Uh, Well, you're thinking of another jacket, but I get most of my sporty-looking sports jackets at the Junior League clothes rack. I think I paid $19 for this, too. Go deals. Saving your saving money, Stu, putting it in the bank, letting it grow. The supply side of capital is what drives our economy and civilization as a whole. There you go. What stories are you looking at today? Well, Stu, I kind of have a litany of things. Um, one, yesterday was Columbus Day, or should I say Indigenous Peoples Day? Um, I get a little tired of all this. Everybody's a victim bullshit. Um, You know, every culture in the world has warred against another culture. And there has been some sort of fight over land and a battle between between cultures until one culture is assimilated in the other. Um, and that's just the way the world has worked. It's worked, you know, our ancestors were originally, um, you know, Brits, the Celtics kicked their ass. Then um, the Romans came, the Roman legions and kicked their ass. And then the, the Franks and, the, and, and then the Saxons and the Angles and the Jutes came and kicked their ass. And each culture won. Then the Vikings came, then the Normans came, and that's just the way it's been. We ought to celebrate the fact that that doesn't go on anymore. And these cultures who were so oppressed, um, nobody talks about what those people lived like and whether or not they're better off today. Um, The Aztecs used to kill 200,000 of their own people a year in child sacrifice. The Incas used to do 200 kids at a time in these uh, ceremonies where they would uh, cut open the child and pull the heart out and sacrifice it to the God. Mayas did that. There was slavery. There's no concept of private property. Here in Virginia, we had the Jamestown massacre. Um, So basically, Stu, I would just like to say, shut the fuck up well rob i'm an ally i identify as an ally and uh technically it would be national coming out day and not indigenous people's day so i think we really need to put the spotlight on the real holiday of that day national coming out day yes do you have anything you would like to announce? Or <laughs> yesterday, did you have anything you announced? Is it really national c- coming out then? Yeah. Today or yesterday? 
So the 11th of October is National Coming Out Day. Oh, okay. Well, you know, Superman has come out. I don't know whether you know that, but he is, uh, DC Comics has now said that um, he's a bisexual man. Um, well, and he, Rob, he's, Rob, he's, he's Kryptonian. <laughs> he's not, he's not human. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's okay. Then. You're being very rude today. Are you well, an ally or not? Stu, I just get a little tired of the nonsense. That's all. <laughs> but I love everybody, Stu. Even the um, bisexual Kryptonians. There you go. Uh, in other news, Stu, uh, Maricopa County, um, there are 284,000 ballots that are unlawful. Um, now, that doesn't mean that all of them were, some are unlawful by mistake, but it's a massive amount and, in a, um, and they should be discounted. I mean, they're unlawful. And it was a time in the United States when we followed the law. Um, and now they don't want to follow the law because it doesn't uh, serve their purpose. Uh, other news is the uh, Biden administration is thinking about giving to, um, aid to the Taliban. Um, you know, they could sell some of the $85 billion of weapons they have, but no, we're going to give them more money, you know, because they're such good guys. Um, along the COVID line, um, you know, the UK is keeping pretty good records. And it seems now that the rate of infection among those ill is higher in vaccinated than unvaccinated. Now, it used to be when they said more, there's only a third of the people unvaccinated, uh, two thirds. So when they use the numbers, you have to adjust it based on um, the percentage of the overall. But now this new study says the rate is higher in vaccinated folks, uh, which accounts for that. Um, same has been proven in Indonesia and Israel where they're keeping records. Uh, Stu, I don't really understand all this supply line stuff, um, but I do know that it could be fixed. I know longshoremen in Los Angeles make 175 grand a year. They work eight hours a day and these ports are not open 24 hours. Uh, when you shut down the ec economy, like what happened, you're going to have supply line disruptions. Um, there's a labor shortage in the United States. There are no truck drivers. Um, and, you know, this is all a function of a lot of things. But the big function is the government getting involved in the economy and screwing things up. Uh, speaking of screwing things up, um, you, you know what's going on with Southwest Airlines, but here we are in the middle of a labor shortage and lots of vaccinated people are either walking off the job or being told they don't have a job. And this includes critical people like nurses and policemen. So that's a disaster. Um what else we got, Stu? Uh, but the only other thing I have um, 
is there's a couple who were arrested for giving away United States military secrets relating to submarines. And guess what? They, they are Black Lives Matter activists. Got the big sign in the yard. Hmm. I wonder if that's a Marxist group that hates America and wants to see it destroyed. Things. The first thing I think is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Um, we are uh, super uh, versed um, on sort of ideological theories. That's what I got to do. Okay. So what I've been following, I know how it seems like the Southwest storyline is dominating the news cycle. I think it's a little bit of a distraction. And I think the thing that it's the distraction for is what I potentially see hammered out this week. And that is a renegotiation with China and our trade deal with them. Uh, the Chinese government wants a lot of these tariffs to be rescinded and to have greater freedom. Uh, the American embassy and ambassador feels that China hasn't agreed to buy all the products that they said they would. They feel that they're still loose on IP, intellectual property, and that they are not doing the regulations that we ask them to do as well. However, you mean a Marxist communist countries not keeping their word on a bilateral agreement? That is the case. Wow. And the current president is incredibly soft on China, has business interests with China. His family has business interests with China. And I think this is all a smoke show to make sure that we don't pay attention to that because I think he's going to buckle because who knows what kind of blackmail they potentially have on maybe someone like Hunter Biden or maybe Joe's brother as well. So I think, I think this is the start. I think the way it's going to be branded is because it appeals to both sides. So that's what I focus on when I see a story like this. So the Southwest storyline, it appeals to people who might be more conservative because they see it as, look at those brave pilots saying no and disrupting the system to fight for their rights to their bodily autonomy. But then on the, the left, the left sees that storyline and says, look at those a-hole pilots not getting the vaccine and essentially becoming domestic terrorists by disrupting our system. So I think it's the story appeals to both sides in such a weird way that I think it's going to keep us distracted for probably a few weeks until this China thing gets ironed out. But I really, I mean, it, that might be words, me. You're saying the uh, press is carrying water for the Biden administration. Yes. And keeping us preoccupied with this story while Biden buckles to the um, Chinese oligarchs because he really kind of has to because of what they could do to him, which is the whole reason you do not engage in uh, crooked under the table deals with 
foreign foreign countries, especially adversaries. Yes. Uh, <laughs> of course, that's what we said during the election and why this was so dangerous. Um, and then just to kind of hammer out some just interesting thoughts. So um, I think any kind of tariff is personally an act of war just by another name. And I would just remind everyone what George Washington said in his farewell speech. Harmony, liberal intercourse with all nations are recommended by policy, humanity, and interest. But even our commercial policy should hold an equal and impartial hand, neither seeking nor granting exclusive favors or preferences. And then he goes on for a bit and is quite nice and talks about how we should protect the rights of merchants. And then he essentially says, there can be no greater error than to expect or calculate upon real favor, favors from nation to nation. It is an illusion which experience must cure, which is just pride ought to discard. So he really wanted us to be completely neutral and not even involved with the other nations of the world and just to be good merchants and good friends, but not be involved. It's kind of interesting well, to think about. What do you think he meant by liberal intercourse? Dude? I knew you were going to focus on that. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's true. I agree with you. I don't think Washington was not a Charles Lindbergh type. Uh, he did not want entanglements with the rest of the world, but he did want trade, of course. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you. I am an Adam Smith free trader and, uh, Free trade has made countries rich and has lifted the, the, the tide in the boats of many a poor country as well. Um, Adam Smith said in 1776, when referring to England's mortal enemy, what's good for France is good for England. And that's true. Or he might have said Britain since he was a Scot. Um, and the unification had already occurred. But you get my point. Um, I've never been a fan of tariffs. As a matter of fact, the war between the states wouldn't have happened uh, but for the United States collected practically all of its revenue from the South, which only had a third of the population, um, you know, it caused a rebellion. Um, it causes uh, factions within the country. Um, free trade all the way, baby. And what you have with free trade is you, you do have intercourse with other nations in the sense that um, if two nations are trading with one another peacefully, uh, they're both getting something because all trade is voluntary. And when you're both happy, you don't have wars. Yeah. And to kind of go back to the media carrying water, there has been a lot of great headlines today concerning Prince Andrew. And so the British police decided that they're going to um, end looking into all the allegations against him. And, and so you can kind of see their loyalty based on how they report this. So what the actual police force said was this. After taking legal advice, 
it decided not to pursue further actions because the activities involved took place mainly outside its jurisdiction. <laughs> the activities involved. Yes. And so this a humping 15 year old girls took place outside of the uh, territorial waters of the great island nation. So who really has the power to say and possibly try to, I guess, indict him on a crime? But the Virginia Gunthrie Roberts case is still active against him. But it was it's been very interesting to see how the lead of this story has been buried today deep inside the article, which is it wasn't that he was innocent. The British police didn't say that. It's that they didn't really have the power to, you know, bring him in. Uh, another guest was John Brockman, uh, the literary agent. Now, he described really? seeing you there getting a foot massage from a young Russian woman. Did that happen? No. She provided a photo of the yes. two of you together. Yes. Your arm was around her waist. Yes. You've seen the photo. I've seen the photograph. How do you explain that? I can't. Because I don't, I have no, I, again, I have absolutely no memory of that photograph ever being taken. Do you recognize yourself in oh, the photo? Yeah, it's pretty difficult not to recognize yourself. Your friend suggested that the photo is fake. I think it's uh, from the investigations that we've done, you can't prove whether or not that photograph is uh, faked or not because it is a photograph of a photograph of a photograph. So it's very difficult to be able to, to, um, to, to prove it. But uh, I don't remember that photograph ever being taken. But it's possible that it was you with your was, arm around That's me, but, but whether that's my hand or whether that's um, the position, I, I, but I don't, I have simply no recollection of a photograph ever being taken. Photograph taken and I take very, very few photographs. I am not one to, um, as it were, hug and um, public displays of affection are not something that, that I do. So I, 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 that, that's the best explanation I can give you. And then and I'm afraid. So you think somebody made a phone call to Scotland Yard? So, and that's another aspect to it. Well, the royal family, and there's, there's some good articles out about this, where the royal family used to really protect him a lot. And then the rumor was that he's Elizabeth's favorite son, and that's why. But apparently Prince well, William... I don't blame him for that, because Charles is a pussy. Yep, excuse me, folks. Didn't mean to say that bad word. But um, essentially, William is not a fan of him. William feels like he's disrespectful to his uh, staff at the, as the Duke of York. And it's just really just very interesting because one of the things that was in that Project Veritas video concerning Epstein coverage was that the news companies were worried about losing their access to the royal family. So the royal family would essentially refuse to do interviews with you if you mentioned that Andrew was up to no good. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. And so it's kind of- I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, 
we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then, um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. And so it's kind of reversed now that it's such a big problem that they now have to be vocal, vocally against him. And so one of the headlines that I'm going to have up here is going to say how he's not going to be at the Princess Diana uh, party that's happening this week. So, <laughs> Well, Stu, I'll be there and I'll be looking out for him. I'll, I'll report back. I'll, I'll send you a text from there. Okay. But Stu, I'm, this whole thing is interesting to me because I had a revelation not too long ago. I, some of the more sale, I mean, um, uh, vulgar things that go on in the media. I don't really keep up with, I don't care so much, but I started concentrating on this Epstein stuff not too long ago. And I started to think about it in context of the megalomania of the oligarchical class in the United States. You got Zuckerberg and you got Gates and you got these just extraordinarily rich folks that can do whatever they want. And they trying to control people. They've, you know, they've got to do something new. And then I started to think about the nature of men. We're visual, we like girls. Uh, even when we're old, we like girls like we were when we were 18. And you, but some of us are not weird. Uh, we, uh, we have self-control, um, morals, but these megalomaniac, maniacal oligarchs, you know, they can do whatever they want. And you have to think you're some fat guy like Harvey Weinstein, but yet you can control some young woman. And the more I thought about this and that mentality, I really do believe all this Epstein stuff is true. Um, um, and I really do think there's a class of folks, older men who aren't just wealthy, but are incredibly wealthy, who join in this cabal to take advantage of underage girls or girls that have been somewhat enslaved like Epstein did with keeping them drugged up and everything. Um, so, yeah. And just to be clear on my end, I am an ally. And I do feel that Ghislaine Maxwell needs to be freed. <laughs> She's an environmental activist and she went before the UN and she spoke about saving the oceans. So free Ghislaine. Oh, at the Terramar Project, Org. I invite you all to come. I invite you all to sign. It's a pledge. There's no taxes, by the way. It's all free. Um, and, you, and all you're signing is you love the ocean, that you will spread your love of the ocean because we're a digital platform, and that you want the ocean to be sustainably managed. And that is the message that we, the people, the owners of the ocean, the owners of our planet, one species, one home, one common destiny, that's the message we're bringing here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Okay, then. Well, if she talked about, you know, 
freeing Willie, then she's, he has all that other stuff has to be erased. My last story for today concerns a poll that came out that uh, CBS did with YouGov. And it is essentially that only 10% of Americans actually know what's going into Biden's multi-trillion spending plan. And that 29% have no idea what is included. And that's scary. And may I correct that poll for a second? Sure. Well, um, they're polling folks about, do you know? And I would say 99% of the people don't know what's in that bill. Um, guys like you and me who are informed know a, a lot of the things in that bill that are repulsive. Um, but that's the problem with the whole bill is that nobody knows what's in it. It's too big. And uh, it's another example of how government should be closer to the people. Uh, Absolutely. Congressmen don't even know what's in it. Um, yeah, I doubt there's a person on this planet that has read the whole thing all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, if a Martian came down from earth and, and, and uh, saw that our legislative body, uh, spends you know almost as much as the gmp in a given year and don't know what they're spending it on um you know he would <laughs> uh he would say y'all are the stupidest people of all the people of all the planets we visited in the universe any words of wisdom for us on this fine tuesday uh, yes, Stu. Would you like words of wisdom that emanated out of an Arizonian or emanated out of a Virginian? I want to remove my bias, so I'll go with the person from Arizona. Okay. Extremism in the defense of liberty is no vice. Moderation in pursuit of justice is no virtue. Who said that? Barry Goldwater, 1964 convention. Have you ever heard Rand speak about Goldwater? No. She was funny. Oh, <laughs> Anne Rand. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yeah, she, she believed if humans were truly logical, they would have all voted for him. But <laughs> she, it's almost like her autism kicks in when, when it comes to Goldwater. It's kind of fun. Well, he was manipulated by the media, and especially in the, the little girl picking the flowers and the mushroom cloud. Uh, yeah. Generally, somebody who advocates a strong defense is going to keep us at peace when somebody who um, is weak um, is not. Yeah. That's been proven time and time again. Yeah. Are you saying then from, uh, from what you've said about uh, the, t the avoidance of such smear that uh, Goldward, Goldwater in effect brought this on himself by using the term uh, without defining it? Oh no, because incidentally it was being used and spread for the uh, last uh, five years or longer. It was being used long before the conventions uh, and Goldwater has attempted by every proper means to fight against the use of that term. I approve very highly of the statement he made 
in his acceptance speech, uh, the one for which he's being attacked, that extremism in the defense of liberty is not a vice, etc. Uh, one could only regret that he didn't make his point a little more explicit. He could have explained in one more paragraph what he did in his speech by implication. Namely, he clearly stated that he rejects unthinking and futile labels and he was reminding the country of the real meaning of the word extreme. He was rejecting the tag.